Welcome to the Manda Hadley podcast. Um, today we're talking about challenging wills and I'm delighted to be joined by Lorraine Walker. Welcome Lorraine. Hello and thank you. So in, in this country at least Lorraine, wills tend to be seen as a person's kind of final word about how their estate should be distributed after their death. Now whilst that may be true in the majority of cases, I think what we've started to see is an increasing number of wills which are being torn up or rewritten by judges after a person has died with cases involving prominent individuals seemingly in the news quite a lot. Um, what I want to look at really in this podcast is what people can do um, if they object to the content of a loved one's will and to look at how people can reduce the risk of their own will being challenged successfully. So Lorraine, initially, why do you think an increasing number of wills are being challenged? Well, there are, you know, the, the numbers of uh, will challenges are increasing. And I think the reasons for those, are, there are several. I'll go through a, a few reasons. And one of them is really family life is far more compl complicated than it ever was. Um, often people are divorcing and marrying two, three times. People are living together. Um, and not getting married at all. Um, we're having stepchildren, and there's just really, in, in that aspect, more scope for, for argument. Other reasons include rising house prices, and estates are worth more money, and potential beneficiaries are more reliant on inheritances more than ever, so that they can make their own way in life. Not necessarily the right thing to rely on inheritance, but people do. The cost benefits of um, a legal challenge look more favourable as a result of if people are anticipating or expecting a higher inheritance. Other reasons, people are doing DIY wills far more regularly than perhaps used to. There are more companies, some of them unregulated, which are offering um, their services or, or DIY templates. I would always recommend a solicitor carry out a will because they will record instructions so if a, if a DIY will has been done or an unregulated company don't have instructions, then wills are more susceptible to challenge because there are no records or people haven't followed the right procedures. People, dementia is more common and more people in the population, as we're getting an older population, have dementia or are starting to suffer and their capacity is called into question and that will run alongside the unregulated companies or the increasing use of DIY wills. And finally, and part of you know the, this podcast will, will, will add to this, information about challenging a will is more readily available than ever um, due to the internet and the media coverage. And people are just more aware of it and that they can challenge a will. Okay, so taking all of that into account, what legal grounds are there on which a, a will can be challenged? Okay, um, there are several ways that you can challenge your will, but there are generally um, the main ways to challenge or the main basis on which to challenge are for the invalid execution of a will, a lack of capacity on the part of the testator, undue influence, and that is the validity, and also a beneficiary can make a claim under the Inheritance Act if they consider it fails to make adequate provision for them. Okay, so let's take those points individually, um, Lorraine. So the first one you said was valid execution. So how do you demonstrate that a will has been invalidly executed? Okay, 
For a will to be valid, it must comply with certain formalities. And I'll just briefly go through those formalities with you. First of all, a will has to be in writing and it can be typed or handwritten, but it must be in writing. Once the will has been made, then it must appear that the testator intended by their signature to give effect to that will. The will has to be signed by the testator or by some other person in the testator's presence and by the testator's direction. The will has to be signed or acknowledged by the testator in the presence of two or more witnesses present at the same time. And each witness must either attest and sign the will or acknowledge their signature in the presence of the testator, but not necessarily in the presence of any other witnesses. So there are quite a few formalities that have to be followed. And if you are looking to challenge a will, then there is a legal presumption that a will has been validly executed unless there is evidence to the contrary. Okay, so your second point was about capacity. So how do you demonstrate that the testator lacked capacity? Okay, well, first and foremost, I think everybody realises that a person must be a sound mind in order to make a will. So to demonstrate they lacked capacity, you have to um, show to the court, or let me put it another way, if a testator has capacity, then you have to understand, they have to understand that they are making a will and understand the effects of their will upon their death. They have to understand the extent, which is really the nature and value of their own estate. They have to understand and appreciate any claims that could be made against their estate. So if, for example, they've excluded or included certain people, then they would have to understand the consequences of, it, of excluding or including um, those individuals. And they shouldn't be suffering from any disorder of the mind that would impair or influence their views or the making of the will. So to demonstrate the testator lack capacity, you would have to show that one of those grounds wasn't present at the time. So that's generally done by medical evidence to support your position. Okay. And you also mentioned undue influence. Um, what's that? Undue influence is when somebody is somehow coerced or, or they act against their own volition by making a will that they didn't want to make. I don't think I can put it any more simply than that. To succeed in a claim, it's difficult with undue influence because you have to satisfy the court that undue influence is applied and there is no other reasonable explanation for the testator to have written that will. The difficulty is the testator is the person on whose evidence you would wish to rely, but the individual would have sadly deceased. So it, it is um, a, hard, a hard battle. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Lorraine, are there any time limits um, to contesting a will? Hmm. There are no defined time limits for claims involving validity, capacity or undue influence, but we will say that you should seek legal advice as soon as possible. And we say that because once an estate has been distributed, it is far harder to recover monies to settle a claim if you are successful when they have been distributed to a number of beneficiaries. And by seeking legal advice early, then you are able to put the executor on notice of a claim and give them a warning not to, not to distribute the assets. And that's always preferable. Other reasons, one of them could be that if you are able to reach settlement, then 
rather than go through the courts, you can agree with what is known as a deed of variation to the will, and that can be drawn up. And that would enable the estate to be distributed in another way from the will. There are time limits to that, though. So you would have to, again, act early. Other, other reasons? One could be that it's easier always to find evidence to support your claim a few months or a year or so down the line, rather than coming to somebody six years down the line. And if courts think there has been an undue delay, then they can reject the claim. So early advice should be thought where possible. Okay. Now, you mentioned um, the Inheritance Act um, earlier on. So how do you make a claim under that Act and, and how is that different in, in, in compared to the other circumstances? Okay. A claim under the Inheritance Act can only be made by certain categories of individuals. And the individual, to be able to make a claim, has to be able to show that somebody on whom they've been financially dependent has died and that adequate adequate financial provision has not been made for them under the will. So that's the first. It's not open to everybody to claim to claim under, under the Act. Claims have to be brought within six months from the date of issue of the grant of probate. So that's always very important. And those timelines are strict. And the court will decide on any changes to the will taking into consideration um, a number of factors, which include the claimant's current and future financial resources and needs alongside that of any other person who may have such a need in the future. The current and future financial resources and needs of any beneficiaries of the estate. The deceased obligations to you and other persons or beneficiaries and any physical or mental disability that you or any beneficiaries have. So there are quite strict um, guidelines. The court will always have discretion, but they do have tests that they, they, you have to follow. And importantly, and a lot of people are dying in test state now, you can make an inheritance tax claim even when there is no and the estate has been distributed under the intestacy rules. Okay, so are there alternatives available to challenging a will in court? Yes, I've previously mentioned the deed of variation, and a deed allows beneficiaries named in a will to make changes to the distribution and add another beneficiary. Why would you want to do a deed of variation? Well, it could be to avoid a lengthy court proceeding in the event of the challenge. So the, the beneficiaries may agree settlement or think, OK, we're, we're going to settle a claim without the need to go into court and we can do a deed on that, that a deed of variation on that basis. A deed could be entered into to correct an inequality if someone has been left out or inherits less than the others or where a will has not been updated and new family members have been born. So that is an alternative and it is a very useful alternative, but there is a timeline of two years from the date of death, after which a deed of variation can't be entered into. So again, another reason why we would encourage somebody who thinks they have a challenge to a will to contact us soon. Okay, so just to finish off our podcast, uh, Lorraine, if anybody's listening to this and they want to challenge your will, what should they do? They should contact Manda Hadley solicitors as soon as possible and preferably today. <laughs> okay.
Well, thanks very much, Lorraine. It's been really interesting. Um, as with all of our podcast details of how to get in touch with Lorraine, if you are in a position of wanting to ask some questions about challenging a will, um, are accompanying this podcast. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.